Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. As if our previous seven episodes on Star Wars weren't enough, here's another one. Casual Star Wars fans to full-on fanatics debrief and argue about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for all the Star Wars films, as well as Jurassic World, Speed, The Sandlot, Godzilla 2014, Monsters, Terminator Salvation, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Suicide Squad, Spaceballs, and Fantastic Four 2015. Hey, You Hate Movies panel of hosts around this table. Do you guys remember a year ago, around this time, when we watched all the Star Wars movies to prepare ourselves for Episode 7, The Force Awakens? Yeah, I remember. I remember it. Do you I remember. remember. Do you remember how we made an episode out of every Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I got to thinking <laughs> it would be a shame if we left a Star Wars movie uh, unspoken for now that we have an episode. So with this episode, we, again, with all losing almost no time at all, still have an episode for every single Star Wars movie. Great. I think that's an accomplishment for us. You guys can't see me at home, but I'm staring at Tyler waiting for a reaction. <laughs> He's not giving me anything. Ooh. He's like a sphinx. I can't read him. So you, you Give him a reaction. You're saying that it's like, oh, since we already, we've already done so many other Star Wars episodes, we might as well do another we one. We can't let one be out there and not have an episode for it. Bethany Allen, you put down your f- microphone so that you could mess I'm with your phone. Just checking out I'm IMDb. looking at the timestamp That's right a now. lie. You're texting no, someone. Text I see it. You were sending a text message. Oh, that is whack. We had barely made it seconds into this thing, and already she's bored. I'm not bored at all. Okay. I just, I had to take a break for a second. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed with, are we, is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> is this the podcast? Yeah. You're making it so. <laughs> Tyler. Well, anyway. Tyler oh, Hands okay. is here. I'm here. He saw Rogue One. Yeah. Well, you know, we saw all the other Star Wars, so I guess we just had to see those ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's part of the job. We don't get paid anything for this, but it's part of the job. Wait, we what? pay a lot to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Liam. Liam Gonnison is in the yeah, house. Yeah, man. You saw Rogue One. Yeah, I did. Um, if you guys remember back to a year ago when we did all the Star Wars episode, Liam, uh, wasn't Liam the only person we had represented as a self-proclaimed fanatic? Other than Matt Comer on some of the prequels. Matt and Matt Comer. Matt was only on one, though, I think. Yeah. 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 He yeah. is our resident. Fanatic. Right. Yeah. Liam is the we live-in fanatic. Live in. Let, then let's backtrack for a second. Let's, let's identify yourself on the Star Wars fandom spectrum with your introduction. Tyler Hans is in the house. He saw Rogue One. Yeah, hey, yeah, I saw Rogue One. What's up, everybody? And and wh- where would you put yourself on the map of Star Wars fandom? What? Okay, so the top is fan fandom, and what's the bottom? No, the top is fanatic. Oh. It's all fandom. I, yeah, all right. This is the, the fandom scale, and we have fanatic at the top? Yeah, and then the bottom is like casual Star Wars goer. <laughs> so like at, we're down there with Abby. Yeah, you just go because other people went to the theater. Um, I'm, I'm the Star Wars... Lover, okay, because yeah, we need uh, tick marks. Like, what's the tick mark? The right, I don't know. What is you, the right one, out of, one out of ten? I'm a s- one to uh, ten. I'm ten being fanatic. What I enjoy Star Wars, <laughs> okay. All right, so we'll put right. it at seven. All right, yeah, Liam. That's, that's fair. <coughs> seven or eight. And Liam is uh, is fun. he's at the top of the scale, yeah, well, yeah. Just chalk me right up there. If I mean, if we didn't have you know. Like, 
biblical legends, I'd go with Star Wars. I'd be. It would be a religion. Yeah. But I don't know if it's fair to to say that you're at the absolute top of the. If if the top of the scale is like the people who have you know Star Wars sleeves tattooed on them in their homes or and they collect every item of memorabilia and they read every novel. You can do that. That's that's that person. Uh-huh. And maybe you're like a sane version of, or well, I don't know if sane is the right word. You're like a That's more a, stretch. a more stable person. Right. I have to that. walk out of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave you got to leave, leave my house. In. You got to leave it in there. Yeah. Um and I don't know if you guys recall or if she's listening cuz she's been busy with other things since we started recording, but Miss <gasps> Bethany You can't Allen. see me absolutely rolling my eyes into the back of my head because I'm totally here. It's amazing. I just got here. cut <laughs> off a lot. You can hear it if you listen closely. Uh, Her eyes rolling. You experienced the Star Wars movies for the first time around this year, last year, a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's the anniversary of your Star Wars fandom. Mm-hmm. And now a year later, where would you where would you plot yourself on that chart? Mm, I'm a little bit, I'm like a seven. Excuse me? Because I don't remember mentioning anything about numbers. I well, just I'm just trying to think like I'm over a five. I'm over a half fan. I'm like a more than a half fan, but not a... Not as strong as an eight fan. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, how far does this number scheme of yours yeah. go? Liam said tens fanatic ones. Yeah, we so just I'm made like it a, a one to ten I'm sliding like a scale. solid, cute seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute seven. Remember how you called the the Death Star the the Dark House last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where Darth Vader lives. Yeah, it's where he lives. Which is solid. I still think I that like that. we great. know he has his egg there. He definitely lives there. He yeah, definitely well, he has there. an egg there. We can yeah, go right. into that. Just because I'm second. able to humanize the characters, yeah. you know, like he's it's gonna great. take a shower. Yeah, she was. You're sure. arguably thinking it. about it a lot more than we were. He took a shower in Rogue One. I know. But he, he took a shower he, in Rogue One. He wasn't. He uh, wasn't was more of a bath. The, yeah. He didn't move on to the Soak. Death Star yet, though. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. They hadn't finished his room yet. Yeah, he summers there. But he still got an apartment on Mustafar. It wasn't a bath. It was he was standing up in like a steam shower. Yeah. It was full of water. It was full of water. It was a standing bath. It was like those old people baths. He was trying to get healing for his skin that got burned. It looked like an awesome bath to me or a shower. If you just stand up and take a shower bath, these two guys in red just watch a shath. Patrick Patrick likes taking baths and Matt likes criticizing. I don't like. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Patrick Porter is here. I'm here. Where would you chart yourself? PP. I would chart myself. Seven point five, mm. maybe eight. You beat wow. Bethany. You won. Yep. You beat Bethany. Bethany well, lost. Well, it's not a game. It's not a beat. Yeah, game. it's a competition. It's, it's not competition. a quality a of who you are. So far, you're in last place. Ooh. <laughs> Whatever. I'm so not. You like Star Wars the least of us? I do like Star Wars a lot. I like some of the movies a lot more than the others. <laughs> Think about how many yeah. years you've had to soak with the Star Wars thing. I just am soaking only we, one year. Are we like keeping Darth Vader the, in his bath? Are we keeping the bath metaphor alive? Always. I'm keeping everything alive. Oh, what? oh boy. I don't know what that means. What? I don't either. Matt Hughes is in the house. Hey, everyone. Matt, I'm not going to let him say because he doesn't deserve to try to lie to you guys. He is a Star Wars detractor, complains yeah. about it, says it sucks all the time. I would have said that out loud. It's not that great. Okay. Everyone S- needs to calm down. Send him your hateful emails. This I, don't, I don't agree. Aren't you the Fight Club I, guy? Star Wars is cool. I think it's cool and beautiful. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think it deserves as much as it gets. Bethany is going to make a documentary uh, to join the pantheon of Star Wars documentaries. It's going to be called Cool and Beautiful, (laughs) the story of Star Wars. It really was beautiful. I read a lot of uh, comic books over the last couple of weeks that Star Wars stuff is based on, and they were really cool. Valerian and Loreline. It was great. Okay. Great. A lot of of imagery Uh and stuff from the fifth element. It was a good time. He's so hip. 
that he like he likes doesn't like Star Wars. He likes the stuff that was even before Star Wars. Yeah, I I like them both. Okay, and also uh, Abby Porter is here now. Yo, Ab- Abby, Abby, how would you describe yourself uh, on the uh, the Star Wars? Is I, for at some point we made it a scale of one to ten, but as a fan of Star Wars, where would you plot yourself on the chart? Ten uh, being high. 10 being ultra fan. And 5 being... 5 Mid- Middle of the road. But what would you call that? Medium. Like, just like kind of go fan. to the movies? We, we called it a casual Star Wars movie goer. No, that's like at the bottom. The bottom is just like, this is all fandom, right? So you like it. Yeah. All over. You but can still be casual, but you don't dislike it. That would casual is like your mom. She went to the theater because everyone said that they need to see that Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not your mom specifically. I know. Your mom colloquially. Uh, your like mother. Yo mama. I'll say I'm a five. <laughs> five. Yeah. And how so? Because I enjoy them. <laughs> I've seen them all. I saw episode one in the theaters. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, a lot of and people I liked did. Darth Maul. It's not that impressive. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. You had a crush thing. on that. That was Darth 1999. Maul. Nice job, Abby. Yeah. yeah. I was little. Oh. Never too young to watch Star Wars. And she saw Dark Maul on the side of her Pepsi <laughs> can. She said, I'll watch that. Uh-huh. Was it Pepsi? <laughs> Pretty dark now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I think I said this in an episode back there, but uh, I was boycotting episode one because I was in high school and had to be too cool for the cultural phenomenon that it was. And uh, I saw Jar Jar on a bag of Lay's potato chips. And I was like, what's that thing? And somebody was like, oh, it's this stupid thing in the movie that's supposed to be funny, but it's not. And that's all I knew about uh, Jar Jar. And I said, I kind of like the look of it. And then you liked the character after you saw the movie. And then I became a huge fan. And now you got a Jar Jar tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with that potato chip pack. That's not true. None of those other things are true. Now, that's that's where we're all out. Represented on, oh, I guess my name is Josh. I'm here. Uh, I like Star Wars quite a bit. Pretty high on the scale, actually, I would say. Some of them. Um, Eight, nine? At least one of them is one of my favorite movies and a lot of them I just like more than the average movie. Well, a lot of them. Three of them I right. like more than the average movie. Ten? Um, I'm not a ten. Nine. Yeah, maybe like I don't know, we're eight, sitting in your eight. living room and there's posters of Obi-Wan Kenobi everywhere and yeah. Abby's wearing a Hayden Christensen mask. It's I weird. Make, <laughs> I make Abby do the buns in her hair that Aww. she only has in that one time. Uh, right. And all I ever wanted was a girl to do that with her hair for me. <laughs> She's wearing a <laughs> Keep gold, gold bikini. Don't don't give up on the dream. Yeah. Um, so across the board, across the spectrum of fandom, we all went out to see the new Star Wars movie, Rogue One. Now all of us together. It was great. I want to do the thing we always do and show our cards back around the table real quick and give your tweet synopsis with a thumbs up or a thumbs down in homage to, you know, Roger Ebert. Tyler, what do you think of Rogue One? Rogue One a Star Wars story. That's a lot of your tweet used up already. Was <laughs> Are we doing a thumbs up, thumbs down, or stars? Oh, God. Well, I'm just saying, because thumbs up, thumbs down is not like sufficient for this review. I kind of like how it's polarizing too, it is. Yeah. It's too black no, and let's, white. Let's lean into the duality of man and just do thumbs also up. I also want to point up. out, Bethany got up and dug through her bag for a while, so she might not even be aware of what we're yeah, talking about Yeah, she's fidgeting anymore. with something. Excuse me. I'm trying to get these braces off so I can look hot, and I have to wear my rubber bands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, world. You want to be looking your best for this episode. I don't want to share with you why. I'm just in emotional space today, so don't pick on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, there. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, can we get back to your tweet and thumbs up or thumbs down, please? 
Yeah. Um, Star Wars. No, sorry. My my tweet is all messed up. <laughs> Rogue One, a Star Wars story, was a Star Wars story. Okay. But I give it a thumbs up. And I'll have some enthusiasm. Some There's some enthusiasm to my thumbs up. Okay. I appreciate it. It was a Star Wars story, but it it found new and exciting ways to rehash some of those Star Wars tropes. Okay. Good review. I thought it was solid. Solid. Gold hits. Solid. But I think that I need to... (laughs) This is the longest tweet. (laughs) This is a blog (laughs) now. It's a a screenshot. But I... uh, (laughs) Notes app. (laughs) I think I need to uh, verbally process this. So I, I, I might be able to... Okay. Feel a little, little. Maybe uh, we can my bring you one way or the other throughout. Yeah, the my feelings might have more clarity by the end of this episode. Liam, the big, big fanatic at the table, tweet and thumb. All right, with a decent thumbs up, I'm going to rank Rogue One: A Star Wars Story above Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. Everything else is above it. Wow. What? That's where I'm placing it. Tweeted. That's From the fanatic. Wow, oh, that's... You put episode three above it? You're putting Revenge of the Sith above this? I'm doing it. In freaking episode wait, wait, seven. Wait, wait, I'm doing where, it. Where I'm are you doing it. it? No, Say this it is again? certainly... Above I'm what? doing it. This is certainly I mean, that's the, the wrong, best. But okay. This is the, Rogue One is definitely the best prequel. Yes. Yes. And it's better than The Force Awakens. All right, we got to see all our cards. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm tweeting. We can get into... Okay. I'm, I'm glad I'm, this is what we want. I would have responded right to your tweet, Miss Bethany. Mm-hmm. Well, you said I'm supposed to just do a thumbs up. What's or your little down? review and your thumbs up or thumbs down? Don't roll your eyes. She's rolling her eyes. I'm just in a bad space. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a thumbs up, but I think here's what I would have tweeted out. I think it did a great job giving a good old nod to the old days of like the 1970s version of Star Wars, which I thought was really cool. And really thoughtful, which I really liked about it. But I think I have to process some too, Tyler. And get excited. That's, that's yeah, because I yeah I also I think we could it. process together, and that'd be fun. Yeah, do you want to process? Do you want to process with Bethany Let's at all? Process the heck out of this thing, baby. Um, but I liked it overall. I definitely. It's such a weird... I definitely like it than all the other prequels, but I'm not even sure that it felt like part of the Star Wars family. I mean, it's definitely part of the family, but definitely not in the immediate family. Mm. Okay. It's like a, like a cousin. Well, not, it's not, not, not a cousin, like an aunt. <laughs> Closer than a oh, cousin. Oh, the, the parent of a cousin? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, like a... Somebody closer than that. Like a like a half brother. Like a half brother. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying wait, you're you're saying Rogue One is a half brother to the rest of the family? Hmm. That's actually a really good analogy. Thank you. You know, you know what I just thought of? <laughs> Remember that episode where Bethany was desperately trying to record the bumpers and she, we had all those outtakes? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Beetlejuice <laughs> episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go listen to that if you ever That was a great time. That was great. I was losing my mind. Patrick, mm-hmm. what's your thought and thumb? I would give it a solid thumbs up, and my tweet would be, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Um, when I walked out, I, I there were more things to pick on, but then when I uh, 
thought about it. I liked it a lot. Okay. So you came out middle of the road and then it improved in your mind. It yeah, because I think some of the stuff we'll talk about is one of those things that some of those things that sit with you and that you appreciate the more you think about it because sometimes you can't get everything on the first showing, you know, mm-hmm. and sure. that's one of the, it's one of those films, Kay. you know, sure. You know, Liam. Now, uh, Matt Hughes, the con- Star Wars contrarian. What do you think? I give it. I give it a thumbs up. I, as I, who already said, I think it's better than the last offering we got from the n- new, improved, super duper Star Wars universe. I think that I'm. I'm with Patrick. I think if we do, if we'd recorded the podcast day of, which we were initially planning on doing, I think I would have had less enthusiasm about it than I do now after having thought about it for the last couple of days. Okay, so it also appreciated yeah. in your mind. Yeah. Interesting. And then finally, Abby, uh, having expressed where you are in the big grand scheme of things, what was your tweet and your um, thumb? My thumb is up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my tweet is uh, Rogue One. It was really good. <laughs> That's I right to the point. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> better than episode seven. Okay. That's my tweet. Already. All right. So far so good. Let's uh Tyler, you and Bethany have got some serious processing. Well you didn't say yours? Oh, sorry, yeah, you know it's so like me to forget we'll myself. Play. Um I actually really loved it, uh Rogue One. I I had I was Really entertained by the movie, um, very satisfied as a fan, a big fan of Star Wars, and it honestly made me more excited about the prospect of a Star Wars story movies than it, than with the episode, the episodic movies, because um, there were some weaknesses and some problems to be sure, but I felt as though this movie. Uh, had room to breathe in a way that episode seven didn't. It felt like uh, it was embracing the small amount of originality that it had been given to not have to uh, retread every single thing and feed us nothing but nostalgia start to finish. Um, and so in that way, it was exciting. It felt like uh, a different sort of Star Wars movie, even though it was very much by the numbers, uh, sure. a Star Wars movie, which I found very fulfilling, very satisfying to watch as a fan of the franchise and movies in general. Thumbs up. Enthusiastic thumbs up. All right. Yeah, this is the first one I think I've seen that you you kind of like, you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I mean, it was a prequel, so we know what's going to ultimately happen. But those characters you could get scared for because you really didn't know who was going to survive or how it was going to go. As opposed to the other ones you feel like. The good guys are, with the exception of a, you know twist in the plot or something like with the Han Solo thing but generally you're like yeah we know they're gonna live these guys are gonna because that's the kind of movies they are this one was a lot darker it felt like like they could and they all did die but (laughs) you know it wasn't safe it was unsettling because you didn't know what was gonna happen yeah it it was surprising that it ended as a tragedy but uh, I suppose that they had nowhere else to really go with it but I didn't care that they all died that's a good point Because um, like you didn't feel like you'd attached enough right. to the character right. to care th- about their death. Yeah. I think mm. that's fair. I mean, do you walk away from this movie knowing everyone's names? Like, caring about, like, Jin? what happens to them? Do you care that... Cassian? 
that they did. J2SO. J2SO. <laughs> I didn't know all yeah, this. We tried to do it when, when we even drove away. Liam and I rode together, and I couldn't name any. Well, I actually, I, mean, I think that's fair. I don't completely disagree with you guys, but and I do disagree slightly. Not completely, but slightly. Oh. I do feel as though <coughs> I'm with these people that preferred this movie over episode seven. And I liked episode seven a ton. In fact, it made my top ten list for the year last year. I liked it that much. But now, given the space and time to process episode seven and haven't seen it a ton of times, you, you can recognize that they pandered to the interest of a Star Wars fan and saying, like, we'll just shove everything you've seen a million times down your throat. Here's exactly what's happened in every movie. Here's exactly what you want to see. You want to see some freaking puppets? Here's a freaking puppet right here. And then, you know, we're all, like, hopped up on nostalgia and going, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's exactly what I wanted. And then the more you watch it, the more it starts to feel like, Oh dang! This is just kind of like uh, they were just pandering to our, nost- our our need for nostalgia, so that they could make good with us and give us a new movie to watch that hopefully would have room to breathe. This is that movie that has room to breathe. The interesting thing is that the characters in The Force Awakens are more immediately likable than the characters in Rogue One. The character of Finn, the character of Rey, the character of Poe are all immediately way more archetypical Star Wars characters in that you're like, oh, cool, he's the smarmy, like, you know, and then this guy's the, uh, this character, and this person's the Luke Skywalker character. And even though they're playing to all those tropes, it pays off because you just like them a ton more, and the, Mm -hmm. the performances are a little more compelling. Um, but it's not always for the best because I felt like even though the characters in this movie, in particular, Jen and Cassian, who are the protagonists? Uh, it's not like they're duds. They're not. They're not like the most stale performance in the world. They are a little like harder to cling to because mm-hmm. I think largely in part to there's just far less humor in this right. movie than there well, is in the Force Awakens. And to empathize with them too, like they like would it have killed them to put a little bit of romance or like some kind of like like tension in between them? Just be like something could happen between them, but. Nothing. They just kind of hug at the very end, like, "Well, no, I, here comes I the new coming." I loved that it. there was no romance. I loved that we had a female lead who didn't need to be defined and made whole by her male counterpart. Oh, that here, is we, not here we go. go. There what? There we go with this. There we go. I think that's fully valid. Nah, nah that's but a it's bunch boring. Of baloney. It's why, boring. dude? It's absolutely why can't, boring. Why can't boring. she just be awesome for being awesome's sake and but not was because... was she awesome for awesome's she's sake? She's still awesome if she has a hot boyfriend. Yeah. Ray was still Hello. awesome. <laughs> Hello. Ray doesn't get a romantic interest in the movie. Yeah, if but Finn is like, oh, you got a boyfriend? Got I boyfriend, mean, that huh? you could you could argue that there's a is there isn't there on his end, uh, but then she puts him in the friend zone and says... You'll always be my best bud when they put him on a gurney and <laughs> ship him away. Nah, she kisses him on the head. These movies are built on... <laughs> our, I, I'm with Liam in that... Well, I'm with Liam on one end and then with Matt on another. That in the movies archetypically have a hero and like a, uh, you know, a love interest. And at the end they kiss and there's... It's like the, you know, that scene that people make fun of in Jurassic World where... Uh, after ha- experiencing this near-death thing, she shoots the dimorphodon with a tranquilizer gun, and he stands up and kisses her because it's supposed to be this like hero action adventure thing going on, like a sure, sure. Leia and Han Solo, like at the end of Speed. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not realistic, but this is the kind of thing you look for in these adventure movies. Um, 
So I, I get that and I like that. I, that doesn't bother me and make me feel like I need to revolt against the man because, you know, she has a boyfriend or no, whatever. No, I'm not saying like kill the patriarchy. <laughs> but the... Although we probably should. I guys, did you know? like in this movie that Jen and Cassian didn't need to be tightly wrapped up with a bow as a couple by the end of the movie. And that they, ex- they almost had something more realistic, which is strange in a Star Wars movie, but in that they just shared an experience over this thing that they had done. It didn't necessarily have anything to do with an emotional connection between the two of them. It was just a connection over the fact that they knew that there was a significance to the thing that when she, he said, do you think that we did it? And she says, someone out there heard us. Someone was listening and then they die. They get burned up. Right. And they don't really know that it worked when they died. Right. They they, have, for all they know, it all they failed. have is hope. All guys. they have is that I hope. That is great. Yeah. What kind? Yeah. What kind of a hope was it? I think it was like a fresh a, hope. Like a fresh hope. <laughs> yeah. Like some sort of new hope. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe new. Um, Different to their old hope. I I can agree that these characters were harder to connect with at first. They weren't as immediately likable. Um, I don't think that it had anything to do with uh, a romance. There may or may not have been there. I could care less about whatever the romance was. It would have been kind of dark and pointless to have a romance for them to just <laughs> die on the beach like that. Just as as the atomic blast oh, comes okay. towards them. Like but smack it, but it wasn't Let's really the point. The whole world. It really wasn't the point. The romance would not have improved anything for me. I think that the issue with them not being immediately likable was that the film was just generally darker. It had darker tones to it. And the introduction of these two characters are confusing because she's in jail. We meet her as a f- grown girl, and she's in jail. Grown tail woman in jail. We don't know what she did. These guys come to save her, and she just starts hitting them with shovels. Shovels. Jeez, well, man. Dude, are we <laughs> Jeez, supposed to man. like this girl or not? She seemed pretty cool when she was a little kid, but I don't know about this. She had that this sweet stormtrooper doll. Up, upset. Yeah. Hey, 20-something cool. here. She's and a then, rascal. Uh, Cassian. Cassian, not the watch. Cass, Cassio? Yeah. No, Cassian. Cassian. He kills somebody when we first meet him. Yeah, he shoots him in the back, and not and not someone who was completely evil. But no, the mo- he was just some sort just of informant for the empire. Right. Yeah, he and was dead anyway. I think he was. Han so- but Han Solo <laughs> killed someone when we first meet him. <coughs> yeah, someone who's clearly sure. Right. Not just a guy with a bad arm. Right. It's in an alleyway. So both both of these introductions are are somewhat confusing. Are, are we supposed to like them because they've already proven to be unlikable it's almost like you're describing interestingly complex characters that are right and, not and, flat and two-dimensional characters as we've seen before in this a, franchise as we went on and their relationships developed especially when they added uh the defected pilot defected defect Bodhi. yes Does defected the defected. right time? Yeah. He, defecti- he, he's he not defective. Defected, not right. defective, right. right. He's not go. like a broken the piece of machinery. defected pilot and then the two um, retired guards. I guess they're retired. They don't have anything to, to monks, guard Monks, the monks. The monks. Yes. Um, once they all got together and the relationships developed based around that common interest of, well, heck, their interest wasn't even united for a while. But as they worked through those conflicts, then I started to like them more. So you're saying by the end of the movie you cared about them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it wasn't because they were unlikable or bad guys, you know, or whatever it was. I think that the count to the film's fault they didn't develop them well in the first two acts. I, don't I know think if it was a fault or not. I think I think, I think they just didn't develop them well because by the third act I was like, 
like Bethany was saying, I was like, who's who? What are their names? And then I didn't even really uh, have an attachment to them. Yeah. But then their scenes were really cool, so I liked that part. Oh yeah, the scenes were cool, like the action sequences. But I mean, you're just you're thrown into this universe with like like the first 15 minutes, you hit like five different planets and cities and yeah, stuff. Like, what yeah. is that this? was a lot of rapid like, fire planets. <laughs> there was a lot like of a geography. Bunch of characters, yeah. you're like, okay, where are we? Where's this? Why is this relevant? Who are, the, who are these people? Okay, there's they did this. Oh right. And then you're just like, okay, and now we've got them all assembled. You're like, wait, who was everyone again? And now where are we going as a group? I can see that argument for sure. But part of me, even though the first time I watched it, I was having, I was like having to be like, oh my gosh, okay, let me pay attention. Wait, which was this? I was feeling that for sure. Another part of me in real time was going, wow, this is exciting. They're like actually expecting us to be smart enough to track with this movie rather than dumbing it down. To, I'm not saying that like if you didn't track with it, you're some kind of dummy because I didn't track with it at first. But You're some kind of dummy. But what I am saying is that like it felt sophist- it felt like sophisticated to me in the yeah. moment that yeah, they I were going to, they're like, just stay with us. Now we're here. We're going to put pull yeah. all these characters together the from different feelings. places. I thought I had that the same too. feelings during those, those scenes. They were, yeah. they were expecting us to do the work and keep up with them. Right? Yeah, I felt like it actually asked us something of us as an audience, which I really appreciate because that's actually really rare to find in, in most movie going experiences nowadays. Yeah. Let alone a star Wars. Movie right. Sure. Something from Disney. Yeah. Who tries to make it as easy as possible. Well, yeah. Now, because that's how they make money. Right. There were two new characters that I felt were immediately more interesting than the others. And one is the obvious uh, K2SO. Absolutely. Was Scene stealer. Yeah. He was Fantastic. wonderful. Brilliant. He oh. was hilarious. Yeah, you I know. liked him. The robots a robot, are always the best. A robot they on really the are, autistic huh? spectrum. It was fantastic. And he... The f- his filter his, problem? His yeah. comedic uh, relief and the, the nuance to it, I felt like it was the perfect amount for this movie that it never lapsed into total goofball status, but it was funny enough to like give you a break totally. from how stark and serious the rest of it was. Well, yeah. I think that it's important that comedy was expected and that's just kind of what you get traditionally from the robots in the star wars movies <laughs> That's true. yeah i mean but uh i i appreciate how they seem to pull back on a lot of those expected um comedic beats or even romantic beats because this movie is so bleak it's a tragedy everybody yeah. here we're rooting for will die right it's and it's so a true shakespearean if, tragedy if it's they brilliant. if they were to have gone more lighthearted with a lot of this stuff, it probably would have thrown off the tone. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have worked. They had to do it like that. I agree. So they had to get they had to get some comedic beats that were drier. And yeah. I thought that the that C what is it? K two K two. Wait, you didn't know the name? K two S O three C P O K two S O was great. I I laughed, but not too much because that right. would have thrown the off ap- the tone. The appropriate <laughs> mount for yeah. the tone of the movie. Right. I yeah. laughed. It was, was desperate it was to laugh. <laughs> Bethany <laughs> was just <coughs> oohing and on over the tiny little creature aliens. Oh, the little midget guys? Yeah, I like those. They're great. I like when they do yeah. the Muppet thing. She was desperate to just ooh Call and on. Call little people. Listen, I don't want to come across like I don't like this movie. I liked it a lot, and I appreciate what they were doing, and they were doing a very different thing, which is like fine. But I just don't, I like all the, I like Force Awakens better i like i'm a like a purist i just like the real just normal things excuse me in the last 12 months i like i think that was really cool that they did a tragedy and i think it's really i think it was all i thought all that was really smart and intelligent it felt like an intelligent movie i just i like some of the entertainment stuff i didn't feel as entertained like it was just this 
freaking slab of concrete that we were staring at <laughs> for well, two that's hours. Exactly what I'm saying. It's, it was Uh-oh. not that. It was very inter- it was exactly. Very fun. We still exactly got that. a lot of I'm Star so Wars. What's happening with what's coming out of my mouth and what people are hearing? <laughs> <laughs> There's something happening Listen, in the atmosphere. There was today. a lot of Star Wars tropes that kept it from being an all-out gritty Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I mean, it was not a Christopher. Yeah. I liked. I liked that it looked. I thought it was really beautiful. Like that was enough to make me. Yeah, like the, the movie. cinematography was a standard up. Yeah, from everything. What we're used the way to people Gareth looked, the costumes. Job. I mean, everything <clears throat> to the planets. It yeah. was just all beautiful, and the music was beautiful. That was enough to win me over, but I still like a little magic. (laughs) She wants some of that Disney. See, that's the problem with what you're saying here, Bethany. Because why you go on and you're like, yeah, it was really, I uh, totally, it was good. But I just, me personally, I prefer when movies are good. (laughs) Yeah, Bethany, magic isn't good. Considering where we're at in the storyline, we. We're, I loved it. we're in the we're in the space between episodes three and four. I know. Where at the end of three we have Hayden Christensen just murdering children. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. And he yeah. is just <laughs> funny. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just slashing the last of the Jedi's into pieces. I know. I remember. And then turning to the dark side. And at the beginning of four, it's like, oh, we're we're basically starting over fresh. And so there really isn't much to be happy about everything I, that they showed all the societies they visited the cities everything was pretty bleak. i understand yeah. that i'm not saying so it I has to be happy the, it was just a dark time in the galaxy do you think <laughs> the empire pushed over that big jedi statue mm-hmm. well they intentionally they they mined the the, the remaining crystals, crystals or right. whatever from that city and yeah, then they destroyed straight it straight up pillaging the yeah they destroyed it because they said this is the last memory of the jedis right because that's what powered their lightsabers it was intentional okay. yeah because it was it was an, it was an attempt to even erase the jedis from history so yeah so k2 was one of them and then they <laughs> oh is that what we're talking yeah about? sorry your two characters what was the other one uh i don't know if you guys will agree <laughs> with this i thought orson krennic the character of uh krennic the oh, i loved krennic he was really Which cool to me he? Ben he was was see, white, he, white cape he was the bad guy yeah. ben yeah. Which, ben, when ben he Mendelsohn. gets shot do you care that he gets shot he's like oh man really i, I oh, will crap. give you that his death was uneventful in the way it was portrayed in the movie it was just kind of like he spins over and that's that yeah um, but I was bummed because I thought, oh dang, I'd like to see more of him in another movie. In that in right. that sense, but, but you couldn't get any of them in more movies. They'd have to skip over four episodes. I understand why we're not going to get right. You know, yeah. like uh, they, they still they signed a girl to, for two movies. They I had bad. to work within the constraints of the of the original. Right sequels. I felt bad I for confused. a lot of these actors who finally got their part in a Star Wars movie, and like I don't know, like just the one. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I thought about I thought that. About killing that all, all you off. You're yeah. all dead. I thought that sucks. What's <laughs> it for you? They probably th- honestly thought about it and thought, "Tis better to have been in one Star yeah. Wars movie." Yeah. Than I would rather Star be in yeah. one Star Wars movie than no Star Wars movie. Hey, they got you James know? Earl Jones back. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. And great. he sounded but good. Before we move on from Ben Mendelsohn, I have two uh, criticisms. Oh, okay. Not oh, for him. Can we talk? Not about for it? him. For scenes that he was a part of. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about those. One, Ben Mendelsohn. I loved. I thought he was great. Yeah. He's he's always been great in all the movies he's in. Yeah. This is. I'm going to put in a plug for Killing Them Softly. I know you've been plugging that. I haven't seen it yet. The world <laughs> seemed to hate, but it's a great. Let movie. the record show. He's been I like supporting <laughs> Killing Them Softly <laughs> for a long time. Softly. It's almost like a running gag at this point. But. Ben Mendelsohn had had a scene of very few people on set had scenes with Darth Vader, but mm. Ben Mendelsohn had one, yeah. and he actually gets force choked. 
Yeah. And how do we feel about that? Oh, line? that line when Darth line Vader bad. turns yeah. and says, "Don't careful choke not to choke on, on your aspirations." Aspirations. That's it. I can uh, remember the last one. Oh, that was such a good. Those line. are great impressions too. Uh, I appreciate that's that. what James O. Jones sounds like, just like <laughs> that. That was bad. Um, I'm really bad at uh, Darth Vader imitations, but I'm great at Mufasa imitations. Really? No. Was here. No. <laughs> the other one that I'm I, really I, bad at Darth Vader and Mufasa, but I can do the blind guy from the Sandlot like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hercules! <laughs> <laughs> the the other scene with uh, Ben Mendelsohn was the end where he he dies, yeah. right? And we get that classic. Oh no! Our protagonist is standing here with a gun pointed at her. Yes. Yeah. And what's going to happen? We hear a gunshot. Oh, it wasn't his gun. Sure. <laughs> it was another gun off yeah, camera. The, the classic. It's great writing. Uh, not sure. his gun trope. The classic the misdirection. Thing. Yes. That was very stock. For oh, sure. my gosh. Can we stop putting that in movies? Yeah. That was lazy. I'll give you that. And they, then they, he just I'll fell over it. dead. We never even get our second <laughs> action moment where he comes back to life and they have to shoot him one more time. Yeah. You know? Or and poor guy. I mean, everyone else in the Star Wars universe gets freaking burned alive and dismembered. Would it have or been too much to ask to get him like <laughs> thrown off that ledge and watch him just like fall like the Emperor? Like, Being like give me some kind of dramatic like death for this. Yeah. This is your main bad guy. Being thrown just from shot? Like, high what? cliffs and, and yeah, watching towers. them spiral into a matte painting. That's that's Star Wars for sure. <laughs> that's what I needed. But just, but we're all agree that his his character as far as the like old English. <laughs> evil empire white man that we always have going on uh, in the Star Wars movies. His was one of the coolest ones. I really liked the way that he played the character with this sort of like, I don't know, there was like a tight desperation to him. Yeah, for sure. He was really cruel and... um, He's trying to fight his way up that corporate ladder. And then he still had this sense of fear in the presence of, of Darth Vader. Uh, As one does. Should we move now our con- our conversation with specificity to Darth Vader? Please. Yeah, but before that, uh-huh. I would say regarding Darth Vader, I thought the film did great because it had so much restraint to not just I agree. like shotgun blast us with Star Wars stuff. You know, they didn't talk about the dark side any. They didn't like mm-hmm. nope show us all these characters that we they could have shoehorned in pretty easily. Even like the C three PO thing that it was Matt a tasteful missed cameo because he went to the bathroom and I want to tell you about I warned him about that he just didn't listen oh, I was an idiot we went out for breakfast beforehand and Patrick was like I had one cup of coffee I'm not having any more I drank six cups of coffee and I peed during the trailers and then I still had to go right when the third act was happening and I was so ashamed of myself I'm so sorry you have to trick your mind that's what I did I, my, my was in actual pain oh, I can I hold my pee for a day probably. oh my gosh no I drank so much coffee Spread bad Vancouver Washington and coffee. The yeah. force isn't even you, worth you it. Are the force. But yeah, they did a good job. It, it, it hit the moments you needed, like we're saying, to have the Star Wars things, but it didn't like overdo it where you're like, like the Force Awakened already did that for us. We didn't need to see that some more. And we've know? seen that with this director before. When he directed Godzilla, it was like, whoop, there it is. You're just going to see that fat ankle in Hawaii and then nothing. And then you're like, oh, there's some weird elbow of a Mutu. What's that? I don't know. It's something. And then, whoo, in the third act, you get it all, and it's good. And I just think Gareth Edwards is good at directing when I there's, sh- like, teasers of things. Yeah, I thought about the same thing when I was watching it, that Gareth Edwards, in his previous two films, has actually demonstrated a level of restraint that makes you so desperately want to see the thing that he won't show you. <laughs> and then it makes it feel so much more satisfying to finally see it. His, uh, his first film um, is 
it frustratingly restrained in the, it, it's a movie called Monsters in showing you the aliens that you want to see so badly. And then the same thing with Godzilla. You have to wait till uh, 45 minutes in to get any of Godzilla and they take him away immediately. And I felt like Darth Vader became that presence in this movie. Yeah, well, um, if Gareth is going to tease us this much. He better put out at the end. <laughs> and, and boy, boy did he. Okay, but before we go there, can we talk about how James Earl Jones and the body, whoever plays Darth Vader, do not match? What do you mean? Well, no, Just they, nev- they never like have. That is an age-old conversation. That's been true since the original okay. movie. She's where just joining it the was, age. It was this dude from the West Just Country was the body in the first one, and his voice would have been like, hello, my love, how's it going? They've got the most ridiculous accent in the yeah. world. Wait, listen. People were upset with Return of the Jedi when they see under the mask and it's a shriveled old white man and they're saying, why, why have we been listening to James Earl Jones this whole time? Because his voice is the best. That's been Bethany, an argument since the 70s. Can you please end your protest, pick your microphone back up mm-hmm. i want to ask you a question are you saying that um are you actually talking about what they're talking about that uh why have james earl jones voice when it's an actor that's clearly not him or are you saying that something about the character of james earl jones voice and the stature of darth vader seem incongruent yeah that second one there's just something about it's too paternal his voice is too paternal it's the only thing i could think of because he's mufasa no, I don't think I don't know. Because <laughs> he that's owns why. the beast dog. Something about it. it just when I heard it on the screen, I was like, oh. Because no. he's Eddie Murphy's dad in Coming to America. <laughs> oh man, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a that. good movie. Maybe hey. because she no. saw Lion King before she saw Star Wars. Probably that's it. Did, Multiple. Do times. you remember ever feeling that way in the original three? Yeah, I felt that way the whole time. Huh. Yeah. Like that voice doesn't sound like it should be coming out of this mm-hmm. person. Really? That's fair. That's See, I think, but it's such a big presence. I think James Earl Jones' performance really just you know, hones what Darth Vader looks like. And then when you take that mask off or you see the helmet come off, you're like, you know, that's a good point. Maybe I think about him as a young, I I think I've got all, you think of him as Hayden Christensen or yeah. Just I don't sand. I don't like sand. When I hear that, yeah. I'm like, but don't so e- you don't even sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. I can't even, I can't even do the Say the line. It's too stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. That's the worst piece so, of dialogue in the, all the movies. Sorry, Bethy. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at Hayden Christensen. Let's just go to the next thing. But no, it makes sense now when you say that because you watched all of the the six in such close quarters in your mind. You're like, oh, that kid becomes Darth Vader. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden, Darth Vader has James Earl Jones' voice and like... You know, the day before when you yeah, wasn't he just this wiener? Wasn't he just this like? Yeah, (laughs) I have the high ground now, murderer, whatever. That's what I was on. Okay, well, whatever. One of them has the high ground. I just liked how you did that. You (laughs) underestimate my powers. Yeah, there you go. He's all this whiny little white kid, and then and then he got some lava on his vocal cords and turned into James Earl Jones. No, that makes sense. That's a programming. I was making a joke about the lava. Listen, listen. So. We obviously understand that Darth Vader is going to be in this movie. If you're somehow are under a rock and you avoided that spoiler, good for you. But you still know he's coming before you see him because they mention him on screen. They say something about it. Lord Vader. I'd thought that Lord Krennic or Lord Vader and the Emperor would be at this demonstration. And they say, oh, for your sake, we we told them not to come. And you're thinking, oh, wow, that's interesting. That means that, you know, they've been acknowledged. Will we see him at all? Mm-hmm. So they already start to sort of leave out these breadcrumbs for you to be like, oh, Vader, are we going to see Darth Vader or the Emperor? Could we see both of them? And by the time um, 
we're going out there to <laughs> Darth Vader's summer home, you know, <laughs> out there in the hills, the lava hills. Uh, that scene is so cool when it shows like just a little bit of him peering through that glass tube that yes. he's floating in oh, yeah. and he looks so horrifying and well, it's almost it, like a monster. Yeah. Well, then he's got like this little like uh, monk servant, like yes. servant yeah. or whatever the heck that guy, that guy was yeah. freaking awesome just coming in through and the, the door. And the two Imperial guards are just crimson stood there. Guards. Oh yeah. my gosh. Just like there and it slowly drains just yeah. a little bit. The way those oh, shots are framed brilliant. and then the it, again, the restraint that there's even, you see him from far away and you think that's going to be it and then you get the second shot of him side profile as the water's draining and you're like oh holy crap we're gonna oh no yeah. it's already cut from yeah. that as well yeah. yeah and then the next time you see vader is this like glorious you know shot wide shot of him mm -hmm. descending this staircase with his cape flowing in the wind mm -hmm. and uh and he's like, scary every scene he's in is scary so scary yeah. there's so much menace there don't choke <laughs> Except for that line, I thought that, the line was that too part. Much. I was like, "I'm out." It's scary how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> he should have just choked him and said something else. Yeah. He didn't need to like, shut up, a pun or whatever. <laughs> but it's still the teenager in him, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. The I don't know why I made my house here. This doesn't working. make sense. Still working on the track <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Um, and then when I, are we all in agreement that the scene where he just goes on a murder rampage? <laughs> It yeah, was the, the coolest only, part of the movie. That only lightsaber moment. Easily the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like that, you know, if that movie... The that best part, part of the last it, five yeah. Star Wars movies. Yeah. It was... This, all your dreams, like, come, like, true right there. Yeah. Like, that well, display of power. He opened the like, door by stabbing the dude right through, through the it. door. It was so good. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the moment you realize that the storyline for Jin and Kason... Cassian. 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 See, we don't know the names. That's what I'm saying. Cassian. I'm having an easy Jin. time with them. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> why. Least those two. The moment we realize that the storyline for Jin and Cassian. There yes. That's it. Is going to be a tragedy. And they are just going to transmit the plans up into space. You think to yourself, interesting. <laughs> This, yeah. is, this is interesting. That's what I thought. Just to myself. Myself. From that point on, you're essentially just waiting for Princess Leia to show up. Oh, I wasn't. I thought that that was going to be the end of the movie. I thought it was like everything explodes. The music. No, as, as, <laughs> as soon as they died, and the crazy alien floating in that chair said, "We got the plans." Yeah, I was the, waiting. The Akbar. Yeah, just waiting for that them thing. to get put in the hands. Of that, I felt like that we needed to see her tired. though, like yeah. just to book in it, and it was awesome. How yeah. did they do that? Wait, do the they, with the Princess Leia? Yeah, they CG filmed that. No, they filmed that in the seventies, and they just didn't make it's it. An out <laughs> <laughs> it's a outtake. George Stop. Lucas just had that in his garage. Yeah. I have so something yeah. you guys might like. Yeah. Listen, for Listen, nine billion more dollars, the Leia moment pays off. I thought really well. You see, because they set you up to think maybe you won't see her. It's just going to be yeah. a hint from behind, and then she turns around, and you're like, oh, holy crap! In That's fact, a full frontal face. <laughs> And it's, yeah, save it's that one. totally convincing. Oh, good Lord. I, on the other hand, was yes. not as convinced by the bizarre CG recreation of, you know, what is Tarkin? whatever his name. Yeah, Maul Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. But you got to give him credit. We've come a long way since Jar Jar Binks. This is what we have right now. What and are you talking about? Why are we comparing why, to Jar Why would I compare it to Jar Jar? That was the first CG character, no, right? Because I know, the, no, but, but I'm comparing to like, like the now. human face. Yeah, do it like more like Arnold <laughs> and Terminator Salvation. Or like the Polar Express or... Uh, those Christmas are different because no, those, those are deliberately cartoonish. Right, okay. Or Aladdin, okay. you know. Yeah. Gollum? Yeah, I don't know. 
because saying like the convincing. Remember the first time we saw a, a CG human at, that's no longer young, <laughs> attempted to be recreated in a form that they're no longer in. As as far as I know, was in Terminator Salvation the big moment where the T eight hundred comes out and it's young, nineteen eighty four Arnold. Right. Naked. Yeah. And to see it now, I remember at the time being thrilled at this, like, oh, my God, that's incredible. It's like young Arnold. It, to see it now looks horrible. Yeah, it's I mean, garbage. It's not, not even remotely convincing. Just looks bizarre and jarring. Then we got that Arnold again. Remember in, in Terminator Genesis? Genesis? Genesis yeah. Yeah. The technology had come a tremendous distance in that time, and it was still like... Wow, that's really not looking quite, weird. Not quite there. Yeah. And then we get it. This guy was... To me, not convincing. It was it was jarring, but it is more convincing than yes. it has ever been, and it is freaking me out. Like that guy is dead, <laughs> right? And the, his he's just in that movie. But, but, then, years, but yeah. that's what pushed me so swiftly into the uncanny valley. Was like, oh my gosh, that's so close, and I'm so uncomfortable mm. with how close to human that is, and it's completely distracting me every time he's talking. I didn't now, feel that way. Listen, that's Beth, great. I'm just Bethany came out of the theater, opinions. and what did you say? <laughs> I can't remember. I have to pee. <laughs> that's the first thing I said. I, I, I thought he was real. I that didn't was think it. You he thought was, it was a human. I man. thought he was a real person, so it was I, shocked uh, to me that I he in wasn't. The, in the theater, did not make the connection that that dude's been dead for a while. Oh yeah. I just thought they got that guy in and they just made him look younger or something. They just altered some of his right, like they yeah, did like yeah. a like a Peggy Carter on Winter Soldier. Yeah, in I, I thought. Yeah, I thought they were just <laughs> a reverse you know, Peggy doing doing something to affect his age and then i realized oh, benjamin button style oh yeah they, they sure. actually put a, a whole head on that body right yeah there's no one there yeah, yeah. now yeah. moments it was pretty seamless there were moments when it was pretty where he walks past him and the more him. he yeah. talked up close yes on camera he had this weird puppety marionette head thing going on well just like they can't get the lips and the teeth right right they right. kept making him do the like joker smile yeah. and it was pretty obvious yeah but that thing that his voice How'd they make his voice sound? That's a great question. I don't actually know. I'm s- assuming it's just a voice actor doing an impression of the actor. Which he filmed all his vocal yeah. things years ago. Back in the <laughs> 70s, and then they just found him just along with the layer footage. <laughs> they recorded his lines. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is dead, <laughs> and he is in this movie. Don't you think that's bizarre? There, now there's all these conversations going on about whether or not it was ethical. How does it work with the rights to, to his likeness? Uh, oh, apparently, right. the Matt's going to bore you with all the details. Of hit, they had to get the rights from his estate, apparently. Yeah. Um, but he didn't give them like, right. Hey, do you want to be casted to be in another star Wars movie? Tough. <laughs> Cause here you are. We used a computer <laughs> to put you in the movie. Yeah. But do you think he would have cared? Yeah, he he'd probably have been excited about it, right? It was guy, guy Henry. It's like we said, played star Wars is better than no paid? star Wars. Yeah. Someone gets paid. I just think yeah, it's his incredible. estate gets paid. It's probably incredible. his kids. If and they, if they own his estate. And then there's Leia. Carrie yeah. Fisher, she's looking. There. I mean, that scene was so fast that it was utterly convincing. I mean, it, uh, other than she the fact smiled. that you know she's not that young anymore. Yeah, she just smiled she and said, "Hope." She smiled and said, <laughs> "The name of the next movie." Yeah, and then it just it makes helpful. you remember what Carrie Fisher is like now. You know, seeing her in the Force Awakens, going, yeah. "Oh, I'm hating the fight." <laughs> you know, bless her oh, heart. Good. Bless her heart. So she's made some choices since the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Sure has. <laughs> we all have, right? Yeah, yeah. So, if if we're yeah. if we're considering, yeah, uh, why this movie was made, money, 
primarily. It's it's to tell it's to tell the story of what these oh these these unsung heroes right that no it's to tell the story like it's to stop that joke about how about why about why the about why, why it's so they, easy to blow up but the it most doesn't stop the joke because they made another one with the exact same hole in it and they made a planet-sized one with a similar hole in it for freaking the Force Awakens. We're gonna get more Rogue yeah. Two, Rogue Three. <laughs> <about they've laughs> got the it's gonna be another Maz Mikkelsen it's being like, "I love you, my estranged son." I made another thing in the Death Star. It's always but somebody's dad. <laughs> as as unnecessary as this film may be, between. Episodes three and four, we didn't need to know the story. No, but I'm I'm glad to have seen it, heard the story. I agree uh, with everything that you're saying uh, all it, the time. It's, it's pretty. Forever. It's actually a pretty interesting <laughs> story where they're explaining to us, yeah, essentially the genesis of the Death Star, who the heck designed this thing, mm-hmm. and why it's so easy to destroy. Yeah. I mean, that was a great little loophole they tied up for all the critics of A New Hope, which yeah. is good. It's great. Them. They made yeah, it, they made the cool. story stronger because of it. Yeah. yeah. But for us to follow a young next generation kid trying to trace the steps of their the parent before them and You're talking about Jin? Talking about Jin, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, we were it's essentially the same Star Wars father daughter or father yeah. son paradigm where we the parents set the standard or some sort of create some sort of legacy and then the kids have to come in to save it or redeem it or whatever. Sure. They did that great. It was definitely a Star Wars story, but I found the whole thing very interesting where she's trying to save his name and other people are trying to kill him and it's the rebellion trying to, yeah. of course, <laughs> defeat the Empire, Rebel. but they don't know what they're doing. They actually gave up at one point. Yeah. And no. then Jin actually managed to single-handedly don't you think that that makes this this movie all the more amazing that the premise could not be more tired in fact the unfortunately i knew the premise without having watched any of the trailers or following any of the i remember before they even started production on it they were like oh we're gonna make one about the plot to steal the plans to blow up i was like for god's sake can we leave the death star alone already how many movies do we need about the death star eight so far and then (laughs) (laughs) eight if you must know and uh and then going into it it's like all the same tropes even even with restraint and even without the dark side and even with only one scene with a lightsaber in it it's still very much like good versus evil find the parent the you know parental lineage thing blow up the death star and for it to feel as original as it does for a star wars movie to me boggles my mind that they found a way to make this premise more interesting than some of the other Star Wars yeah. movies. They introduced these really subtle ideas like the idea that there could be dissent within the rebellion and there could be corruption within the rebellion. I like that. Yeah. That well, are like they really might not new. be an alliance. It showed there were, sure. there were factions at least among the rebellion. Yeah. With, with or even like the more, yeah, the more militant arm of yeah. the rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even something like that felt like it just breathed new life into these really old ideas and like, oh, yeah. okay, well then that's a story. I feel like Tyler is like, Going into it, I'm thinking, we don't need this, but I'll watch it. And then they're finding ways to take these subtle steps forward and make you feel like, oh, well, then that is a worthwhile story to tell right. because there's room now. Yeah, and there were even little things that they did that you didn't think about as much, but then like have bigger implications like the monk that was following the way of the Force, but he didn't actually have the Force, or we don't know if he did or he not. Did, like, he didn't. He, he didn't seem right. to be... He wasn't a Jedi. He didn't seem to be flawless, but he, he managed to he was communicate fearless. it with somehow. Yeah. But did he? 
Did he I thought it was kind of ambiguous. Huh? Was he doing a daredevil thing or was it he's the force? A daredevil yeah, thing. It was a daredevil thing. You don't think it was the force? It was I don't the think force. it was the force. I don't oh, think it was I the do. force. I think it was the force. I think he meditated to the point where he reached a level of enlightenment. I thought that he had some force thing going on, but yeah. he wasn't like he wasn't making stuff float or choking anybody. He, he, just a, a, he pretty lousy midichlorian count. Let's be right. honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what we were wondering. But it was just a different level of the force. Like if if he did have it, he had it on such a small level. It was way different from. I think he had a handle on the end of his staff. He, Bethany, what do you think? Because you just put down your microphone and haven't said anything about this guy. <laughs> She's just over here eating a sandwich, rolling Bethany, her eyes, man. She got bored. She got <laughs> bored during the movie. Um, the great Asian guy. I think he had the force. The blind Asian guy yeah. with the staff. He must have had the force I, but because. But I don't think he had very much the whatever in his blood. Metachlorians. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he. I I think he just didn't. He was the end of the that time so i just think mm. he didn't have any buds to help him <laughs> definitely had karate though let's uh, be honest he, he had, had to have listen Sweet because i have the answer here okay oh good. please I'm he listening. had to have been in touch with the force because how in the world would he have known that she had a necklace on yeah, yeah. and getting shot because that's the force crystal thing right well, yeah you could the feel the end of the kyber, yeah that's right? she he had a, a, i think that was a daredevil thing. yeah she had it's a, a kyber crystal why do y'all keep kyber saying crystal. daredevil thing? you know daredevil has like a superhuman ability that's right equivalent it's not just to the force. that he's blind it's a no, radar thing i know that it's radar this guy had the force he didn't he, have he, there was an implication that he was listening to the stormtroopers guns being yeah he did charged or whatever but when they caught hey, their guns maybe maybe we'll get a movie but about how he got his powers but even you still know. how to I'll how tell you right now force. Toxic waste he would, yeah. he would never force. been able to hear her necklace underneath her scarf no she he was like in tune with it because those crystals are yeah part could of someone force explain in her so he was like oh another no there's no force girl. In, there's no the force moved darkly around someone who is about to kill that was someone tell me <laughs> Can someone tell me <laughs> what, what accent is that? <laughs> what is That's the what deal? He said. What is what? the deal with these crystals? <laughs> they they it. are the crystals that <laughs> they have the power. They power the lightsaber. Yeah, but there's no force in them. Well, uh, the force is in everything. Yeah, Hello. right. But they're not like some sort of force battery. Battery. It's like no, a, the right. Making a lightsaber is kind of like making a Harry Potter wand. It kind of chooses you. So that's that's kind of thinking which with is the kyber crystals. W- which is why the Jedi ones are blue and green because they're natural and the oh dark my side gosh, ones are red because they're manufactured kyber crystals. No. Uh, I don't know because Finn picked that's it up in Force Awakens and he used it just fine. That is not in the movies. We only well, count the crap in the movies. To Ray, right? Yeah, but she's Force. Well, and Han she Solo, she Han Solo is no. the first non-Jedi to ever wield a lightsaber. When he cuts open the Tauntaun. Yep. And it was a big deal. Well, there you go. You know a lot for not liking these movies. Yeah. Because they Weird are how that goes, huh? intrinsically a part of pop culture, and I can't escape them as much as I He well, doesn't I like them. how much hype they, I like have. they I have no problem with the movies. It's the hype surrounding the movies that irks me. Oh, it's justified. How about Forrest Whitaker? He was great. Hold on, let me Google him real quick. Whitaker. Oh, did I? Weird. Why did that come up first? Hold on, really? check out. I thought he could Tom have been Mills. anybody. He was in it yeah, for like ten seconds, and he had cool feet. He could have been Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, cool feet. new legs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think I don't know. Looking at the trailer, it seemed like there was maybe a whole part with him when he was younger that was cut out. 
That's something we need to acknowledge. Somebody's why? Why the reshoots? We okay. What did we miss out on? Everyone at this table went into the film Rogue One pure. Yes, so pure. Meaning we did not watch mm. trailers. Wait, we did that's not Abby? Posters. I totally watched trailers. Abby, hey, wait a maybe that's I why you were trailers. bored. Maybe okay. that's no, why the two of you were okay. bored. Look at the trailers; they don't even match the no, movie. That's where I'm going. <laughs> that's where I'm going with yeah, this. That's true. We all went in Rogue One pure, meaning we didn't watch the trailers. We didn't look at posters. We tried to avoid thumbnails as much as possible. We didn't read any articles, so we, we wanted to know as little about it as we could. So after the movie was over, we watched the trailers together, and there are so many shots in those trailers yes. that, that worthy. are not in the movie. There's a whole... Yeah. Yeah. I we were reading an article beforehand that goes through shot by shot and says this wasn't there, this whole dialogue wasn't here, yeah. this wasn't here. And now, it's not even just scenes that are cut completely, it's scenes that are changed right. in the movie. They are reshot, if you will. There's a there's a really, really cool shot in the trailer where Jin is walking out to the end of that platform to adjust the angle of the satellite dish, and a TIE fighter hovers up and she just starts walking toward it anyway. Yeah. yeah. That is like the... The that's coolest shot awesome. out of so all of the Star Wars stuff yes. I've seen for Rogue One. Yes. But that's not that doesn't no. happen in the movie. So the question is, what are the elements of the story that they change right. in the so reshoots? The, the, how do we get here? The question is, Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> know. Seemingly, Forrest Whitaker was seemingly inconsequential to the plot of this, other than some backstory. Right, on, he I would say the same thing with Darth Jin. Vader, though. Uh, other than some backstory on Jin and a little bit of insight on about the factions and the rebellion. Um, so we're just going to assume then that there's more to his story that was cut from the film. Well, didn't, didn't we see in the trailer there's a shot of him that where he's younger before he's all grizzled and gray-haired and he's not looking down at a hole in, the, in a rock so we know there's at least some other point What were you going to say, Bethany? Uh, I was just going to ask, what's the, why do we keep talking about a re- reshoot? Because oh. it, it was widely reported that there were oh. multiple oh. expensive they, reshoots. They changed the story? Which is not well, a good Well, apparently sign for in February. That's what I just explained. Were you listening? February yeah, of this I year. I heard you. I just didn't know that it was a thing for this movie. A year, yeah. uh, almost a year ago in February of 2016, the film was said to have been virtually completed. And then they began some um, scheduled reshoots uh, and then actually lapsed into a tremendous amount of reshoots at this point rumors began to circle that they were changing the movie entirely that the tone needed to be adjusted that it was too dark it was too gritty um in fact it was already pretty dark i would have um, loved to see the darker version well the, this Same other here. guy and it would have been a christopher nolan movie this uh this other gentleman named tony gilroy who was working with gareth edwards on the movies mm-hmm. allegedly got brought in to do the reshoots without gareth edwards oh my um, because Disney was not happy with the third act of the movie or with the tone of the movie, and they thought it was too dark and the third act wasn't satisfactory. So they asked him... They were mad at Gareth? To, yeah, allegedly, or they weren't satisfied. So Ugh, they, they hired him to retool the ending, was their language. Um, and that must be to some extent true, because there is footage in the trailer yep. that clearly has to do with the third act of the film, in yeah. which, at, at the very least, there's shots of Jen running across the beach... With, uh, the, with the hard drive and, uh, with uh-huh. the planes. K- K2 and Cassian are there. Right. They're not dead. They yeah. never make it out of the tower with the pl- with the plans. Right. So it, it at least had to be changed. Uh, that's a pretty significant difference. Right. right. Let alone whether or not a TIE fighter flies up there or something. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she's on the beach with that hard drive is a That's big a completely difference. different. That means that uh, 
Kate too. Yep. His death is, is doesn't happen at the, when he's at that control panel. Right. Right. It means yeah, it means that they don't have to climb the tower. They don't have that final, admittedly weak showdown with Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. See, we don't know the character's name because bad yeah, guy Krennic. Orson yeah, Krennic. There we go. It's fine. Listen. I just. I'm tired, and there uh, were a lot of people, the, and I've only seen the movie once. The point is that at that time, there was all this paranoia that, like, oh, it's going to suck because if they're not happy with it now and it's supposed to be out in a few months, it's going to suck. There's no way that – what a mess. What are they doing with this thing? Frankly, I would never know. Uh, that seemed like a competent, really yes. well-orchestrated and thoughtful <laughs> movie to me. The third act just Nitpicks felt like aside. a – Vietnam War film. It was you great. watch a movie like Suicide Squad, <laughs> and you, you hear all the stories about reshoots and dilemmas, and, and you're like, "Yeah, I see it. I yeah. see it." Yeah, yeah, that was garbage. That, just that was a dumpster them. fire. Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's all right. Check it out. Maybe it'll make your top ten of the year, Tyler. Who knows? Maybe. Um, I will tell, say this to you guys' conversation back there. I did hear people in the theater saying that Saw Gerrera is a big character in the. Star Wars Rebel cartoon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, so some Rebels that, okay, that, That's that one of yet. the yeah. hard things with Star Wars is there's so much out there that is extraneous to the films but is considered canon. Not really. There's the just the two cartoons well, in the, the movies. The cartoons oh, because they canon. reset canon. The Clone Wars cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, Clone Wars okay. and Rebels. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I forget that they, they reset. Well, no, aren't there comic books as well? There's like, like new Mar- comic books that are coming out Marvel now. Marvel comic books that are canon. canon right? Yeah, new ones are. I think it's just what's because uh, there's all this crazy video, stuff yeah. with Darth Vader that's happening in comic books that I don't read, but I'm aware of in the world. And I'm like, is that canon that I need to know to understand? Maybe that explained why he lives on the planet where his flesh got burnt off. Bethany, wh- I wouldn't. Which comic yeah. books are your favorite for knowing about Star Wars mm-hmm. extra canonical material? Just the clone ones. Those are good I ones. I do appreciate <laughs> how subtle uh, Rogue One was with all of its other Star Wars references. Like when um, the senator who adopted Leia walked into one yes. of the scenes. Jimmy Smith. Su- like that was a yeah. significant. There's a lot of gravity to him entering, in, entering the shot. Mm-hmm. Because you're thinking, oh, crap, Leia can't be too far away. Right. Right. Well, and, and she's talking she, about freaking Obi-Wan. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, well, Leia must be, she yeah. must know what's going on here. When are we going to get to see her? Yeah. Right, I thought that was, that point was a really great point of being like, here's where we are in the timeline, you guys. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, dang, yeah. okay. Because it could have been like three months after right. Revenge of the Sith, but it sure wasn't. No. It, it was, was 20, right there, dovetailing into New Hope. Even the right. commitment to recreate Moff Tarkin with, uh, you know, CG is yeah he's, it's super cool that it's the character from a new hope like a lot you know he was freaking dead and now <laughs> he's in this movie. but uh even that was just like instead of going for this more obvious character that like putting cg leia in the whole movie when they yeah. obviously have the technology to do so to pick someone like that i thought that was like really tasteful and restrained as opposed to Here's another one of your favorites. It, it right. made the ending way more impactful to yeah. just have her turn around and then and say the that the there's <laughs> <laughs> what 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 did they send the next movie? <laughs> what, I, uh, the beginning I also of this franchise uh, appreciated all of um, the the robots humor. Of, oh, he's K2. always K two is always shouting out statistics. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, we like have C3PL. this much. Yeah. Yeah. and I and I kept laughing to myself, thinking they're just desperate, so yeah. desperate for the audience to 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 say back to him 
Never tell me the odds. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. I thought that was wonderful. It's just yeah. so many occasions yeah. for the audience to interact. And he never, I don't, did he ever say odds or he always just talked about percentage and probability? I think the odds, yeah. the word odds yeah. was used once oh, okay. or twice. Yeah. Would you like to know the probability yeah. that she uses that weapon against you? <laughs> yeah. It's high. It's, it's high. high. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very high. It's very high. <laughs> so you know what's interesting? If other people like Miss Bethany, who's going to go through their Star Wars journey for the first time at this point in the story, if they go through it in order, they're going to see Darth Vader tearing it up. And Rogue One. He's dancing? Yeah. <laughs> he's just tearing it up. And then yeah. it's going to go into episode four where he's having that awesome sword fight with Obi-Wan. It's like all <laughs> slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, is this the same guy? Yeah. That's true. But he could just force choke him yeah. and lift him up, but he's not. Why isn't he doing yeah. like two, <laughs> two weeks later, he just stands there. He's moving <laughs> in slow-mo for some <laughs> reason. Yeah. Abby, uh, Abby, was <laughs> when we were talking about Darth <laughs> Vader, she just started cracking up laughing at home. Uh, get, getting ready for the movie and I was like what are you laughing at she's like which movie is it where they have that awful sword fight because <laughs> you know it's bad two old geezers just poking at each other with yeah yeah, it's awful with but painted it broom s- handles <laughs> it was so groundbreaking at the time hey and this one did uh, anyone get their arm cut off you're no supposed to get arms. your arm cut off yeah, in the Star Wars it. movies. Didn't see any arms. Is this the first one? Well, well Darth Vader was in it. Yeah. And he was missing some arms. Well, Let's wait true. for the Gareth Edwards cut. Was there yeah. a nod to that with the guy who had the broken arm at the beginning that what's his name shot? <laughs> oh, the lim- limpy <laughs> oh, arm. Oh, yeah. Bethany, way to see into nice. some details. Yeah, like way to wake up. Like yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, Man, that Darth Vader bit at the end was good. In a nutshell, to wrap this thing up, what do you guys, what does this make you feel, if anything, about the next Star Wars movie next year when we're sitting here recording the episode on episode eight and then the Han Solo spinoff that'll come after that? Like, where, where do you see the future of the franchise going from is here? Is the Han Solo spinoff something, something, a Star Wars story, or is that then probably. its own probably. Like probably. third pillar? No, there will okay. always be episode whatevers and a Star Wars story. And they will have big differences, like uh, no crawl, you know, no crawl. Right, in the there Star was Wars no crawl. Yeah, no crawl. I, um, I'm optimistic about the rest of these Star Wars films. Uh, the Force Awakens was beautiful. Just uh, so yeah. much fun to watch. The story might have been worn out, but hey, that's good for them. They're just re booting it strong. Good for them. They're just making billions of dollars. The New Hope was a really great story and they so they did it again and I I don't have any complaints before that. Heck I what do I know? Maybe I did complain about it. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, someone fact check that. <laughs> Go listen to the Force Awakens episode and tell me if I complain about it. Uh I thought that Rogue One was just as beautiful and entertaining to to watch. I thought that it was great. If if I'm ever going to pull Star Wars movies off of my shelf now, it's going to be these new ones. Because they are so good looking. That's true. At least that today. Especially now with this years. That You'd be uh, like, geez, what were they thinking? The Force Awakens opens with those tiny little ships and the big silhouette of a giant ship and you know, that's kind of how that's kind of what Star Wars thing is to open with these space shots of ships. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceships. Like stars. Uh, like the wars was, in the stars. What was cool about this one is that they opened with a uh, close up of those rings, but they were kind of yeah. Cast in a shadow. Yeah. So it gave it a hard line. You thought, what kind of crazy ship is this that I can see through it? And you go, oh, now I'm realizing what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. And like they did really cool, creative stuff. Yeah, with that was great. Star Wars yeah. visuals. Yeah. And I that part was where 
fun to watch. All the battle destroyers and the Death Star came out. Other shadows into the light was yeah, the Death Star was creeping around pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here it comes! Oh, there you go. Yeah, he did. He did really. Gareth Edwards did really cool stuff with light. Yeah, yeah. in outer space, which is not something that you really expect. Um, yeah, toy yeah. with much. But yeah. I, I am optimistic just on visuals alone. Mm-hmm. That I think they're worth watching. Yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah, gonna see more. Are good. Yeah, I think we're gonna see more of the Disney formula in a good way. Like I love those Marvel movies, but you get after they have the formula, you start to see some that go off and do different things. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to me. I'm more excited to see the Han Solo one now, just because mm-hmm. it can go even further. Because this one definitely will let them stretch out and do more things. Right, because this one still had to, because of the decisions they made, had to be placed in the timeline. Like it had to fit between three and four, so there had to be certain key characters that were in it. There had to be certain key points that were hit. But Han Solo stuff, like really, as long as he gets in some kind of ruckus with the huts, that's all we have to have. We don't well, even have to have point. that. So if we you don't were to exactly. give a message, yeah, to these next directors, like what would you say is like a good guy to make a good Star Wars film? I mean, don't make don't don't make a New Hope again, and let Han Solo be some kind of like amazing space adventure. What does Leia call him? A scoundrel? A scoundrel. Maybe he could herd some nerfs. I his you know, origin story. I think that now it seems like Force Awakens and I know it sounds like I've been down on it in this episode. I love it too. I watched it a ton of times. I really did love the movie and was very satisfied by it. I kind of think now <coughs> maybe J.J. Abrams was essentially taking one for the team with it, where he's like, I can't be Mr. Creative Filmmaker and try all the new stuff with the franchise. Mm-hmm. This this has to happen first for us to Lay restore trust sure. with the fans and so that they can have what they want, so they'll be back into it, and I can make Disney a ton of money. And then Ryan Johnson can come along after me with Episode Eight and maybe do something a little different. And with the Star Wars stories off to the side, these guys, it's almost like they don't even have the responsibility of a full-on episode, you right. know, so that they can do something even more adventurous. So it feels like it, I, I, Gareth Edwards is a wonderful example of honoring what we know and love to be true of a Star Wars movie and doing a little bit of your own thing because it is so formulaic that you can't stray too far. It just won't feel, it'll feel like right. some other science fiction movie. Well, yeah, and you don't want this uh, Han Solo spinoff to be like a Jason Bourne like kind of movie where he's like out in space just kicking butt as his no. you know smuggler maybe it could be about yeah. oh, it's pro- oh it's probably going to be about how him and Chewie met and realistically Chewie met with Lando yeah, yeah. well we know yeah whatever there was yeah and how the they force, got the Millennium Falcon you know. yeah the force will be then the dark side yeah. but now they're doing man they, that guy was dead and they put him in this movie <laughs> think about that now we got this young guy cast as Han Solo which makes perfect sense And but we're going to be thinking yeah but I saw a young Leia in that movie, and it looked just like her. No, this they guy doesn't look like young Han Solo whatsoever. Mocap a face for a whole movie, and us be comfortable with it. I don't know because this guy was I mean, so close to being totally convincing. Uh, jo- you think Jabba the Hutt will be in it? He's been dead for a while. He might be. <laughs> That's <in> true. Han Solo. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got to call his estate. <laughs> yeah, man, his kids need money. I won't believe it. I won't believe it if <laughs> Uncanny Valley. Bethany, you're the one who had, you and Liam had some crosswords to say. What would, what would be your advice to the next generation of Star Wars filmmakers so that they can have the magic that you're talking about? I don't know, because I I just feel like 
You got to consider your whole audience. That's all. You just. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting this there thinking, what about me? <laughs> What's this movie got for me? Don't they know who I am? Right. Yeah, like I'm not a I'm real Star 85. Wars person. I'm Bobo. Like, so just like let me come in and enjoy some stuff about the movie. Yeah, there weren't there weren't enough laughs for you. I understand. Well, well there's just, not the no, relationships. Not, I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that bad. There weren't much laughs. Okay. The more laughs went through. <laughs> it feels bad. Like I feel like you're looking for like relationships to empathize more. Just with looking the more for character development. I just felt like there's a there's. Okay. I felt like the characters were. It was a flat effect for me, and that's fine. I understand it's a tragedy. I I can. I can totally appreciate that it's in the thing. It's not part of the episode thing. It's in the thing, not part of the thing. Well, anyway, so <laughs> right. I well, just would tell them to consider everybody. Like, give me more puppets then. I mean, I was losing my mind with those <laughs> weird old turtle guys, at the top frog guys at the top. That was a joke. That needed to be cut from the movie, period, end what? of story. What are you saying? Scooting around his little chair. <laughs> I mean, good. That was a riot. God almighty. Pick a different <laughs> Muppet. Anything but that Muppet. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> anyone else think that? I thought, this is a no, joke. I thought, this is atrocious. Get this off him. the screen. Admiral Akbar's species is clearly mm. great. She, she was ships. laughing out loud at I the mean, thought of him being not. in the movie, not <laughs> at his humorous. But then why did you say, give me more puppets, but not that, you just didn't. Like that that. Toad I just didn't man. like that one. I think mm. he looks just so those little short little guys. Love those little yeah, guys. I like the little guys. Those little uh, little monkey man. You know, one of those was Warwick Davis. See, that's what Star Wars movies always got to have. Yeah, so Warwick, Warwick Davis. That's right. Put yeah. Warwick. So let in that there. be their advice. Liam, yeah. the fanatic. What are you gonna tell? You've got ring, ring. Hello, this is director of the next Star Wars movie. Hey guys. Thanks for calling. You're, you're a little late, but as expected. Yeah. Nonetheless, here's what I'm, I'm going to save you some reshoots. <laughs> All right, guys. We want lightsabers. We want the Force. That's what we want. That's what makes a Star Wars movie. Now, whether or not it ex- it's exhibited all over the place, you've got to have that idea <coughs> of <laughs> the Force in Star Wars. <laughs> that was like hung up on you. And then oh, stop. That it. was the dial tone? Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what that is anymore. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that doesn't. But yeah, exist. that's that's what I think, and not not be so uh, chatty. You give us characters we can care about and want to know more about, and feel bad like when they die. God, and for the love of God, make sure they have to fly those planes in the trench <laughs> and blow up whatever it is they have to blow up, man. There's trenches. I just don't always need there to be a spaceship battle in the third act. I'm getting tired of that. Yeah, I didn't. But I d- this spaceship battle was pretty rad. Yeah, this when one they got was that cool. one little ship to like nudge it into the other ship and then it yeah. like a tugboat am I yeah. crazy yeah. Sheared off that the part top of it, <laughs> that part the was cool fell into the force field which is great. another another Star Wars fun. trope that they had to yeah, gotta gotta take out the force down. field <laughs> yeah, the force field was like space balls am right? I crazy that's totally what that was or did put that, a vacuum on top of did it did that Muppet say call up a hammerhead Corvette I got an idea I was like, uh, Corvette? Right. Why is he talking about cars I'm that we have in the real world? Not that frog guy? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Frog I thought that, that Captain Toad. space scene was cool. I think uh, I think the viewers are going to agree with me on that whole part getting cut with the guy. Okay. The if you, if you're, it's a trap. If you're with we Bethany and you don't like Admiral Akbar's people in the movie. Come on. Yeah. They're, always, they're always the people in charge of the rebel fleet. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's their species job. They're excellent space admirals. That guy died they're this year too. They're doing nothing. Akbar? Nothing up there except for like we gotta he, get the he was we gotta a, get the force shield down. You just was, wait until he I'm gets his own movie. I'm gonna scoot around on my floating chair <laughs> yeah. until somebody else does all the work, and then are I'm gonna, gonna g- do nothing. Are you gonna go see his spinoff movie when he gets one? No. <laughs> Young Akbar. He's the strategist. He's just a tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> right. That's a hundred percent. Abby, right. what's your <laughs> advice for Star Wars filmmaker next? <laughs> I sure have been quiet. <laughs> um, can I talk about something different? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, please. If it helps the next Star no. Wars movie, please. Because please. no, I feel like Whatever everyone, no one has talked about how cool it was that all of this happened because the dad had like done this sacrificial thing for his family because he was saving his daughter from like. Did anyone talk about that? Did I miss that? No, we didn't talk. About no, that we didn't was talk so about cool. that. Was that what he was doing? Yes. He. Let's see. So he's he's standing out there in the in the grass of Iceland. You heard the hologram, and his wife gets shot in front of him. That his sucks. daughter runs and hides. Sucks. And then he goes and builds the thing anyway. It's not uh, right. And whilst building the thing, he doesn't know if his daughter is dead or alive. Sucks. All he knows is that the empire can't find her. Oh, it's not so bad. And so while he's there building, he decides I'm going to build in a, uh, fail safe, a fail safe, a structure yeah, flaw. But yeah, but you're, you're great. You're toning it wrong. Yeah. Which is great. Which that's is great and all, but it's not fair, but, 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 <laughs> but let's talk this through. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, wait, you, What's what he that's he's sacrificing what his his life, but it's not to save his daughter. No, that's not. It he is. It is because he was saying mm-hmm. if I didn't do this and like rebelled, they would kill me anyway. Right. Someone else would do it. And, and someone else would do someone it. Someone else would do it. Or didn't didn't they imply that they were going to try to find her? No. So yeah. If, if, the, if he put up a fight, her. they were going to say that he would. They were going to put on the search harder to find her and use her against him. Did he if, say that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. And then, and the other idea is that he built the whole thing from the ground up with the idea of sabotaging it because what, somebody what else. I would appreciate himself most indispensable. Right. He made himself indispensable so that he could put in this flaw, which and is, right. which is great. And he named it Stardust. Mm-hmm. I know that so was touching. sweet. Do you think? Nice. Do you think the Stardust was the best? No, I could have uh, done code name. name. Then he got the defector pilot, uh, w- which character I actually liked. That character, mm-hmm. he was like nervous and he, and he has that blob messed his head up or something. What was know. up with it? Bukalet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that blob messed his head up for like all of thirty seconds, and then they went, "Hey, remember you're the pilot?" And he went, oh, "Yeah, I'm the pilot." And then he was fine. He didn't say I'm it like pilot. that. <laughs> he bounced back they pretty quick. Bukalet, or whatever it was called, apparently. It didn't do much because they still threw him in jail. I thought they were going to get all the truth from him. They didn't find out he genuinely was the defector well, pilot. We didn't even get to find out anything. That was so weird. So yeah, yeah that scene was confusing to me. The the pilot he gets the defector pilot, which I liked what he said. He said, you know, your father told me that if I I could make it right, if I was brave enough, then I could make it right. Because he felt so much guilt for what he had done at the hands of the Empire. This was his way to rebel as well. So he builds in this flaw. He finds a pilot that will defect. He sends the plans back to Saw Guerrera, who he's an old buddy of, apparently. Who is the guardian of his daughter. Yeah, his, his yeah, her it's godfather. All, to me, the whole story is about a sacrificial dad mm. that I really agree. just You're saved great. the world. You're so right, <laughs> yeah. The whole world. The Rogue One, a sacrificial dad. 
<laughs> he didn't say one of them. They still got blowed up. It's not a catchy story. It's a, a catchy name. What would you say? About, you obviously liked it then. You want more? You want more stories about sacrificial dads and Star Wars going forward? What about when Darth Vader? That's Darth no. Vader, man. He sacrificed. Uh, oh, about future films. I don't know. I agree with Tyler. I thought it looked really pretty. It was worth watching. I had more to say than that, but yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that's basically what you said. Totally cute. In fact, wow, I never thought about it the way you put it, Abby. That's great. great. (laughs) Sounds a lot better when you more thoughtful (laughs) when you put it like that, Abby. Thank you for that. How do we feel about them? Them so sheepishly coming up with the title of the film. Oh, uh, we're called um, uh, Rogue. Rogue. Yeah, Rogue. Rogue. Uh, We're uh, we're Rogue. Something else. You're getting paid a skabillion dollars. Excuse me. Bobo, more like no, no. I liked that part. <laughs> no, it made sense. It was fine. It was subtle. They didn't like it. It didn't need to be. Ooh, I didn't, we didn't watch the trailers, but if it wasn't in the trailers, I thought it was cool. There's if I had seen it in the trailer, it would have made it dumb for me. Yeah, it would have made it worse. But there are so many films where they they sheepishly name things, like uh, the end of that new Fantastic Four. <laughs> I don't know. You're the only one to tell us. to see that. <laughs> they say, they say, man, that was really. Fantastic. <laughs> what? It was stupid, yeah. That's Where's really that? in it? Yeah. That's. And, uh, but there are other examples that I, I'm not thinking of specifically. Like Jaws? When they're yeah, like, the who shark. is this on the phone? They're like, uh, X men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Right. That's what they did here. What, what's the difference? I'm just We're, joking. Yeah. That doesn't really happen in X-Men. I, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. It makes perfect sense that he would say that the first thing that came to his head in this case, they had gone rogue. So he goes, ah, uh, rogue. It if, he, if it wasn't That's the name of the movie, you would have never thought of it. Because he's trying to yeah, be... you're right. You're yeah. right. If, if it wasn't the name of the movie, I wouldn't have. Bethany's but it was the name of the movie, Bethany's so I did think about ticked. it. Bethany's getting ticked, y'all. Bethany's getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your microphone back up and voice your objections. Use your words. No, I do not want to. Why? It's over now. <laughs> Are you mad at Tyler? <laughs> oh, she flipped her hair. <laughs> she Are flipped mad her hair. At, at Tyler or the whole table? Everybody. Okay. What did Abby. I do? Everybody except for Abby. <laughs> and also Matt, because he's Abby's nice. the worst one. Yeah. Thank you. No, right. I'm not. I just what? Berkelet coming for y'all. <laughs> Get the truth out. Go ahead, Betty. Go no, ahead. I don't even know what I'm what saying. I like just to please talk. <laughs> there we go. That's what's inevitable. Oh. 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 Cold. We need Berkelet get the truth out of mm. Bethy. I think we just got the truth out of Bethy. She mad. Mm. Right, Matt. If they call you, what are they gonna? What are you gonna say? Oh man, and we are still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt shopping or something on his phone. No, He's Matt's, not even Matt's in there. getting his photo ready because we got to do Matt's new skinny photo today. Um, <laughs> I would say y'all really screwed up with those prequels. No, yeah. those are gone. They've been washed. Oh, okay, from our brains. washed clean. Okay. Um, hey, forget this question, Matt. I got a better okay, one for good, you. Okay, good. Thanks, because I don't yeah, like this. This is this stressful. It's now, think about it. You live in a world where you're showing your kids the Star Wars movies. Yeah. There's not even any need at all to show them the old ones anymore. And right. You're going to have plenty. You could show them right. episodes four through, you know. Three and a half through eight or nine. Go all the way up to nine, and with yep. the Star Wars stories in between, they never even need to know those happen. The you, prequels? You'll save time and money. Oh, yeah. I've got, like, I could fully do four, five, six, three point five, seven, eight, nine, and just ignore one through three, because I don't, it does, it no longer needs existing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So and if they ever the ask, future. I'll be like, um, 
like I did with SpongeBob SquarePants when my daughter asked to watch it. I was like, that's for silly people. We don't watch mm-hmm. that. And she goes, okay. Liam's going to be there to bring the truth of how much he loves this, the prequels to your children, though. Liam's He's never going to let it die. Liam's not going to be allowed around my kids when Star Wars is mentioned. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make Star Wars your own. Yeah. You don't let those terrible prequels make their way into your lives anymore. Get out of here, hope, George Lucas. We have hope for a better future. A new hope? Yeah. And you can't let any of these old Star Wars films persuade you, influence I w- you. I won't. You know what? Rebellions... They're Stop built. It. They're built on Stop hope. It. Don't do that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. Did you see Rogue One yet? Do you have an opinion about a Star Wars movie? However unlikely that may be, we'd still love for you to let us know what you think. <laughs> and go to youhatemovies.com where you can leave a comment on this episode as well as all of our other episodes and celebrate the Christmas season with Star Wars and friends and and family and fun and hot chocolate and uh, and thumbs up from all your friends around the table and, and t-shirts. Go to You Hate Movies and buy a t-shirt. For God's sake, do you want this podcast to go away? Buy the t-shirts. It's not too late for Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>